To the Doctor's Companion, the weekly podcast where we uh, discuss every episode of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. one Doctor at a time. Mm-hmm. I'm Cass Fredrickson. <laughs> I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And today on the show, uh, we'll be talking about War of the Centaurans, the second episode of season 13, which is crazy. Um, it's directed by Jamie Magnus Stone and written by Chibnall. We starting with a we starting with a temperature check. I think so. I think so. I I really liked it. I had a lot of fun. To me, um, just in in, in the second chapter, it just seems like such a cool reinterpretation of what I've grown to really love about classic Who. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way it goes off in all these different directions, and we're slowly building this this cast of characters, of these colorful characters <laughs> from that are all like from different parts of the story, but they're all coming together and we're seeing how the story is coming together. Uh, it's just something that the show hasn't done in a long time and just seeing it be coming to life with all the technology that it has now. Um, it, it, I thought it was a lot of fun. The second chapter. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think up to a point um, I had a lot of fun watching this. I think I had more fun watching this than the premiere. Um uh I think this is easily the best the Centaurans have looked ever. Um I think this might I don't remember any like modern Centauran episodes, but they're they're a lot of fun in this. Um and I guess we'll get into the thing that I'm not super hype about, but overall I I really yeah, this one was fun. Um so I will say that I think this has been my favorite episode of 13's era. Mm. Um, period. I think I might agree. Yeah. Um, there's something about the way that it's structured and the way that uh, he's writing the doctor now, um, which is like giving jody like room to like play and actually like become the doctor uh and not focus so much on the companions or at least like giving her something to do on her own you know so that the companions can go and do their other things um and i guess that's part of the structure thing that i really liked a lot but uh yeah this ruled and it's certainly the (laughs) best centauran story since the time warrior i would say um is there a good Centauran story <laughs> since the, the Time Warrior to now? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. And I was really excited when they like name dropped the guy from the Time Warrior. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um that is uh, uh the Time Warrior, Nick, is a third doctor story that is the introduction to of Sarah Jane Smith. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you will get there eventually. Wow, she you. started off with a with an A-list villain. Yeah, yeah, and it was their first. It was their first appearance. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, 
You know, um, there's been this like there's been this moment there's been this uh like uh thing, this like blocker uh in my heart or something watching this era of the show mm-hmm. where even in a in a really fun episode for me, like Spyfall or The Witch Finders, I always had this kind of like um like something was holding me back from really hugging it with both arms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of depressing me a little bit because Me too. Yeah, I was like, oh no, is this just growing up or is the show ever gonna be this way again? Is this how my dad is with the cowboys? Like <laughs> <laughs> is this just gonna keep going? Um, and I, I don't want I will if we will do a walkthrough, I'll, I'll tell you the specific moment, but like I just had so much fun watching it and it reminded me of the fun I would have watching like a really solid Russell T. Davies episode or something. Mm. Yeah. This this felt like this felt the most like Doctor Who since Chibnall took over the show. I think um, I I agree with everything that you're saying, Nick. I wanted to embrace this era of the show so hard, and there's been something blocking me. And you know, I really can't. I still can't really pinpoint what it is now that it's back. But like, <laughs> it's just like that Doctor Who X Factor. I don't know what it is, but like, this felt like Doctor Who. Like this, I was like, oh shit, it's my show. Like I. It's here. Like the, she's the doctor and this is the show that I love. And yeah, it was this episode ruled. I love this episode so much. So, um, all right. So should we talk about, should we talk about spoilers? Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, I will say that I still don't love Dan, but I think that they found a very good use for Dan in this episode. Structurally. I was like really impressed because they could have done, the worst thing possible, which was that they could have put, they could have swapped storylines between, um, between oh, Dan, uh, and, and the other, yeah, and, and Yaz, and then that storyline with with like him doing whatever Yaz was doing, I'd be like, oh Jesus, I don't care about this at all, I want to die. Um, but but they gave him a really cool side plot, and they let her deal with that, and so I cared about it because she was involved because I care about Yaz. And then they gave him the cool plot for the character I don't care about. And so it was just like this perfectly balanced episode that I was like, this is structurally really well done because they know that I'm not in love with Dan yet. So they give him like this really cool, like action-y, like I'm going to run around with a walk. <laughs> I'm going to like <laughs> smack some tarrants. Like, like, like a third person action game. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Like a splinter cell <laughs> with some tarrants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I so like I just really loved how this episode was structured. Um, it was it, it, I just I loved all of that, and I liked the stuff with the doctor as well. I think that I think that Jodie Whittaker is just killing it as the doctor this season, and uh, this episode is even better than last week. And I thought she was doing great last week, but this week is just like, oh my god, it was. I mean, yeah, it was like, oh, holy shit, it's the doctor. And now I feel like I understand her doctor more than I ever have after this episode. Like, they gave her, like, really cool doctor moments. Like, the dude blowing up all the Centaurs, and she's like, what the fuck are you doing, you idiot? <laughs> like, 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 that was like, that. every doctor has to have that moment where right. a human crosses a line and it, they react to it, Right. And she hasn't really gotten to do that much yet. And certainly not at this level. 
before. And so it really did feel like um, uh, just like putting, you know, like how how you're always like, oh, the doctor's not the doctor till they go up against the Daleks, you know, like one of those things. Mm-hmm. This felt like one of those things where it's like, and now you finally get, you know, this, you know, this, this uh, uh, Laurel or whatever. Um, and I was, I was like, really, I was really happy to see that and see her reaction to it and how it differed from other doctors. So like, I just really love this episode. It's really, really great. <clears throat> so I, I don't know. I like structurally, it makes sense to, to, um, give, to like split everybody up. Um, but I was not a fan of that. Um, cause I, I still feel like Yaz is being sidelined mm-hmm. and like the last five minutes of the episode didn't really help with that. Like, I know they're not going to kill her, I hope, but like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. It's an active role, I guess right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I thought was interesting, uh, for Yaz and Dan in this episode, and, and we'll see how they carry on, like going forward but like it seems like they both are handling like a different type of doctor adventure mm-hmm. where dan is doing this big kind of actiony like it reminded me of like the cyberman episode where the cybermen were building a factory in like a quarry mm-hmm. oh yeah i'm um, sure but yaz is getting this much more like sci-fi early speculative like oh she found a problem and she's just like you know confidently stepping into it mm-hmm. yeah it feels very much like like Dan, man, this is weird. It feels like Dan is in a a Russell T. Davies story, and then it feels like like with his parents and like all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, felt very yeah. much like a Russell T. Davies story. Yaz feels like she's in a Moffat story. I like with the temple and the triangles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then. Uh, and then the doctor felt like she was in a classic who story. Like it was like, Hey, you know what? We've never had a female doctor for a classic who story. So let's write a classic who story and put a female doctor in it. And that kind of rocked. So I was like, I really liked that a lot. Yeah. And I, I agree with Cass that like, uh, I, I, I do miss like the, the chemistry that we got in last week's episode, mm-hmm. but the promise is I kind of like how the, the crux of the episode at the end of it's like the doctor just wants to get Yaz back. And like, that's her modus operandi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, found that. cool. Yeah. That's fair. I don't know. Yeah. I, f- I feel like that's just like the most like doctor companion relationship you can have. Yeah. I and know. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I like it. I like it too. Just from the perspective of like, it doesn't feel like it never felt at least to me it never felt like Yaz was like a damsel in distress. Like it sometimes would feel when it was a male doctor and a female companion. Mm-hmm. It never quite entered into that because like everything Yaz was doing, Yaz was do making the choice to do everything and was like trying to be active in this thing that she was like only capable of really reacting to, but she was giving it her damnedest. And so it's- I kind of like that. It's funny that you say that it feels like Yaz is in like a Moffat era story because she like the the like what would the doctor do thing. Um, it reminded me a lot of like late game Clara. Yeah. Where she oh, like yeah. is stepping into that role instead of like I'm a companion, you know. That's cool. Totally. And, you know, like thinking about like hearing like Moffat and Yaz in the same sentence really makes me 
think realize how differently Yaz feels than like the kind of stereotypical Moffat character. Yeah. Like she's just very understated. Like she's such a badass. She's so capable. She's so smart. She makes so many boss moves in this episode, but she's never like playing her own little theme song. Like, uh, <laughs> like, 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 like Amy Pond or Clara Oswald would. Yeah. 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 what do we think about okay go ahead well what do we think about um our our sparkle squad i guess they're like oh they're easily my easily my my like the thing i'm like least connected with and interested in yeah oh those dudes yeah yeah the 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 swarm and syphilis whatever this they're they're still (laughs) they're they're still just the most hideous things I've ever looked at oh, from a makeup you're, standpoint. You're totally right. I agree. I do, though. They got points this week because now there's a third mute one. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great. It's very Superman 2. Yeah. yeah. That's why they're a squad now. There's three of them. <laughs> that's great. His name is Passenger, I think. Yeah, yes. Passenger. I think that's going to – he's wearing a mask, and I just feel like he's going to be revealed to be somebody. Sasha Dewan. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> yeah. He got built. Like, <laughs> oh, he's not even like, yeah, it's a... Well, maybe oh. he's in like a robot or something. Like, <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a robot suit. I don't know. Um, it's, it's not buff enough. It's not big enough to be the Nardle robot. No. <laughs> that would be incredible. How could we forget? Hey, call back. Um, yeah. I I just, man, I just had a really, I had a really great time with this. So I love the Centauran plot of them just sort of taking over earth throughout time and just wrecking our history. Like that's dope. And it's also worth noting that like outside of their very first appearance in new who, which was that whole, like we're going to take over GPS systems thing. And then that, the Mark Zuckerberg kid. Yeah. The Mark Zuckerberg kid that screamed, I'm cleverer than you. Because like cleverer is it. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, because cleverer apparently isn't a word. I guess you just use clever in both contexts. It was um, a two-parter. Yeah, and it was a two-parter, and was the return of Martha mm-hmm. um, and yeah. Unit. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that story, they've never had like a war plot. You That's know, interesting. Like they all, they all, they talk about war about how they want to go to war and all these things, but they're never like, there's no battles that they're in the middle of or attempting to do. It's always just like this fucking potato asshole who like wants to go to war. What's he going to do? You know, like that's, oh, that's just the joke over and over and over again. So this time it was cool seeing the Centaurans in like a scenario where it was like, Oh, this is, this is showing the sort of machinations of the Centaurans. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, it didn't take away from the, the joke that they are like potatoes, but mm-hmm. like it added that extra element of like, yes, but also yes, the Daleks are like rolling garbage cans, but also, you know, they can fry you to death. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of get an inkling of their, their inner workings of their society. Mm-hmm. Like a, that, that's too bad that they don't have any, cause I would have loved to see like seventies or eighties. French soldiers or British soldiers colliding with Centaurans. I feel like that could have been really charming and fun. Yeah. I mean, they show up a few times, but it's, it's 
bad after the <laughs> after their first appearance like in uh, like period um i it's it's rough it's really rough what is that what is the time what is the what is the one the fourth doctor one <laughs> where they trip into the ymca pool <laughs> oh uh something invasion right the time time, time invasion or something like that I think Invasion so. Of time. It's like a six yeah. parter. And I remember this being like, what? Like it's a, it's a nightmare. There's a, a Centauri and they're like running through the TARDIS and there's a pool in the TARDIS and one of them trips. Oh, they're just running and they can't see. And so <laughs> they just like trip over, over like a, like a pool, like lounge chair. They just like trip over and like fall into the pool. And it's like, <laughs> that's not, that wasn't on purpose. Like it was an accident. And they just kept it in the episode. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> but, um, anyway. but like Scott said, there's like there were so many moments in this where like the word I kept coming back to in my head for 13 this episode was badass. Mm-hmm. And but it was in this really kind of like throwaway, casual, not like eleven like posturing kind of way. Mm-hmm. Just like the scene where she was just in that rock quarry in the mist, just waiting for the Centauran chief to come and she was just kind of psyching herself up. I'm like, oh hell yeah. Yeah. She, unlike other doctors, like she doesn't have anything to prove ever, you know, like even when the doctor, even when the doctors are like, are like trying to be casual about it. Right. Like 10 would do that a lot. We're like, Oh, hello. Like blah, 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 blah. And like act like a fucking dork around them, but then (laughs) would turn on a dime. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas she never makes the turn. She just is like, no, I have nothing to prove to you. Like, let me be that. Let me be crystal clear. I have nothing to prove to you. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm just here to stop you from doing the stupid thing that's going to fuck everything up. Mm-hmm. Knock it off. You know, and like <laughs> that's kind of it. And that's her vibe. And I, I love that. I think that that rules. We never get to see her in that context, really, in the rest of the, the her era. You know, like she never had like moments like that. It's cool. Yeah, it's really good. Just in time for her to leave. God damn it. It's 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 really frustrating because it is really cool that she's finally like I feel like the writing and and her performance like is at the same level of confidence, you know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. but it's frustrating that it took like I don't know, two seasons and she's going to be gone in like five episodes or something. Right. So <laughs> I, I, another standout moment for me, I think, on the kind of opposite end, and a, and a kind of like a defining thirteen scene for me that I'm, I think I'll look back on is when she becomes like a teacher in a schoolhouse for oh, Sarah yeah. Seacole and the stupid army guy, and she has like a board and she's like giving out gold stars. Yes, <laughs> that she like she was like in the zone that whole scene. Oh man, yeah, that was some. That was like you know, I. Don't think that I could say this before now, but that is, and I feel like so far this season's been full of it. And I hope like the rest of the season feels this way. That is a scene that could only be the 13th doctor and that fucking rules. Mm. Like we haven't seen enough of that stuff of stuff. That's like, Oh, that could only be 13. You know, it just felt like she's been getting written so generically up to now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that it was like, oh, these are a lot of scenes that any god doctor could do other than like this character is like, listen to a woman. Um, other than that, those little <laughs> bits, like every scene could be like any doctor. 
And like, this is the first time in this season where it's like, oh, that's something only the 13th Doctor could do. She's like this weird amalgamation of like, she's got some of Eleven's energy of like the wackiness, right? The like hanging upside down from a from a thing because a dog alien is, I don't know, <laughs> messing with her, you know? But then, But then also she has this like other energy that is so uniquely her. And it, I, I, I can't even really describe it other than it's like, it's like 13 and like, you're totally right, Nick. That scene rules. Mm-hmm. And so the, let, uh, yeah. oh no, please go ahead. And the, uh, the slingshot moment also I thought was really cool. Yes. Where she just pulls a <laughs> slingshot out of like her boot or something. Yeah. 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 That's really good. I love that. It's a slingshot. Uh, like she just has that. Yeah. Yeah. And like that feels like I, I can't think of another doctor that would have like a slingshot. Yeah. And and it's like, oh yeah, it's like a teacher took it from her student and like kept it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. You know what's so funny is <laughs> I can't picture her as a teacher, even though she had that scene where she was a teacher, but she wasn't she there wasn't like there was like a different vibe to it than teacher, but I can picture her driving a bus. <laughs> I was just like, I was like trying to picture her as like a teacher. And I was like, I can't really like think of like her in front of like little kids, like teaching them stuff. But I could teach, I could definitely picture her behind the wheel of a school bus. Being like, <laughs> we're going to fucking rock this shit, kids. We're going on a field trip. <laughs> uh, there's something about her energy. It rules. That's funny. I don't know. trying to uh dan's parents dan's parents were funny i liked them Mm -hmm. yeah they were good dan's whole storyline in this episode was pretty good um he's warming up to that dog guy the return of the goodest boy yep but i don't know yeah that was a great moment in the what were you gonna say yeah, that was a good moment. I mean, that was like a just the rev- the the resolution of that arc that we're already seeing that payoff of mm-hmm. like they're back and forth, and it's like the they're the kind of the buds of them started like respect each other, like their little nod at the end of this episode was so cool, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. I think it's I think it's fun. Do you guys think that Dan is going to make it all the way to the Doctor's regeneration, or is he just in flux and that's it? I don't know um yeah is it just gonna be dr and yaz and the specials i feel like that might be the case considering like the like the official like publicity photo it's like yeah these two just wrapped filming in- instead oh, of like true these oh, two good, and, yeah, good call. and dan What I like about Dan is that he really does feel like I was just thinking there are two kind of companions. There's because I was thinking what kind of companion would I like to be, and Mm -hmm. I think I would kind of prefer to be the well, I'll I'll take it from here. You probably better go off (laughs) (laughs) doing whatever you do normally, you know? Yeah. And Dan just seems so like at home in his own time period. He's not like a lost soul the way that like other companions have been, including Yaz, I guess. That he, I could imagine him being like just in Liverpool, the king of Liverpool, or you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. I Dan is the closest to Wilfred, I think we've gotten as a companion. Yeah, (laughs) he's got that Wilf vibe, yeah, yeah, 
like just kind of just kind of thick. I love that he didn't know who the historical nurse was either. Yeah. Wait, so she was real, but that Satorans weren't. Like, yeah, like he's <laughs> Yeah. He's not that bright. Yeah. But that he, whole, yeah, that the old man that bit where he's on the video call and he's like, Yeah, and they all like Chinese food. Talking oh about tempura. He's like, oh, um, could it mean temporal? Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. That's so good. And that's Doesn't very it? like patient English teacher, yeah, patient yes. teacher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Think think about it, think it through. What are we you are traveling through time? <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. There was just like, just a sense of fun and playfulness that I think has been missing from a lot of this era. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also at the beginning when, when he and Yaz both get zapped away, uh, I just, I feel like it's important to point out that he, she, she only promises one of them that she's going to get them back. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Dan goes and she's like, Oh, that's weird. Oh no, yes, I promise. I'll go run to the ends of the earth to get you back. She oh, just I met this fun. guy like five minutes ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, I know, but you know. Easy come, easy go. <laughs> but I do think the weakest, like the thing that feels the most like old Chibnall to me are like the 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 the, the squad, the Shippy mm-hmm. twins and passenger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh yeah. What uh so let's talk about Yaz's storyline just in general. Um I you know, I think that the what would the doctor do thing is cute, mm. but I don't really understand I, I don't see Yaz as being the type of person who would do that, whereas I would have believed Clara as the type mm. of person to do that. I feel like it's like it's like, what would the doctor could do? And I'm just like, you were a police officer. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I totally I totally buy the thought and the intention. Uh-huh. And I think the scribbling on the hand is maybe like, oh, it's it's a visual medium. We have to, you know. Sure. But so I think that's a little Clara. That's a little, you know, whimsy. But yeah. I think I think she's been looking up to the doctor and emulating her the whole time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you're right. I think it's probably just the show not tell or show and tell, I guess, of the <laughs> moment versus uh versus us just kind of like vibing with it of like, oh, I see what's going on. So like she's gonna like she's gonna be like, I can be the doctor too, without having like it written on her hand you right, know right what did you think has as a yaz fan um i i'm worried that um for as as confident as chibnall seems to be writing the doctor i'm still worried that he doesn't know what to do with yaz but she's just kind of along for the ride um cuz like she is she is like a really interesting companion because she is like capable um and i feel like those sorts of companions like it's a very like it's a really delicate balance because like you can't be like too capable otherwise like i don't know but um yeah i um i'm interested to see or to learn more about um the the space station guy that she's with now um, what's his name? Vinder? Yeah. Yeah. Um and I'm I'm 
curious as to what the like the the temporal like temp temple i guess they're in temporal of oh, oh yeah 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 um, on on the planet time yeah which the doctor had never heard of yeah mm-hmm. so it's it, definitely dealing with some pre pre first doctor shenanigans Mm-hmm. I kind of almost think that this is like a planet from another dimension, like whatever dimension mm-hmm. Ruth came from. Mm. Did Ruth come from another dimension or did that she? Might, that might yeah. be a mistake on my part. I might be misremembering the timeless children that this is all still one long timeline. It's just a much longer timeline than we thought. Yeah. And not like a, across the doctor verse. Right. It is interesting though. Cause there's, um, Chris Chibnall seems to be like trying to canonize things that were kind of like fan theory stuff, you know, for a long time. And he's, it seems like he's like hell bent on canonizing all of it, you know, like, 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 Ruth, like, like Ruth feels like, like a version of a canonization of the, like, uh uh what is that era called like the this the doctor 2b oh yeah you know Um, of like of like second doctor and jamie like worked for the time lords for a while and were like doing stuff and like all of that was erased from their memory yeah they were like out there like you know working for them as like black ops kind Mm -hmm. of um and then there's like the um the uh bringing of morbius doctors Right. Right. So like the the pre-heart canonizing that and making that like, you know, real. Um, And then I guess at the beginning of this episode, when we're in that like black and white, like dreamscape, um, she's looking at a house Mm -hmm. and apparently that house is a lot of people believe that that house is a house that was in an episode that was written and never produced and then turned into a book. And on the cover of the book, there's this house that exists outside of time. That's like this floating, decrepit house on the cover of this book. And everyone is like, that's the house from the cover of the book. What? So everyone seems to think that he's trying to canonize that as well. I guess it's like a big, important thing. I never read the book. I forget what it's called. It's called like the house of something. It's a great looking house. It was a cool, the, the, the flash we see of it was really cool. Yeah. Um. It's so, like haunted house, but make it space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Event Horizon. Yeah. Weird. Man. Yeah. 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 I a lot of um Lung Barrow. Of... The House of Lung Barrow. That's house what it's Lung called. Barrow. Yeah. Um it's uh let's see, what was it in? It was in a it was in a two books, one called Unnatural History and the other called The Three Paths. Unnatural history is a seven. It was a, it was supposed to be a seventh doctor story and then it was turned into a novel. Just a novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Cause they did all of those like new doctor adventures in the, in the dark period when there was no doctor who on the air. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it was still a doctor who novel. It wasn't just like adapted. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, no, it was a doctor okay. who novel. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, but uh, yeah, House of Lungbarrow. Uh, there's like something about yeah. I don't know. Oh, I had a, investigate oh, this. But, I had a question yeah. I wanted to pose to the both of you. 
Mm -hmm. uh, it popped up. So, you know, we see kind of Earth Prime, like the timeline of the show gets invaded by the Centaurans mm -hmm. and the invasion's like a couple days old. Is this like the biggest event to have happened in the Chibnall era so far? Like a full planetary invasion by the Centaurans? It must be, right? Yeah. It feels like everything's been mostly mid to small scale in terms of like, there hasn't been any like big swirling Dalek armadas right. coming to Earth, you know? Yeah. Honestly, it's been so long since I've seen like <laughs> the 13 <laughs> yeah. stories. I'm having trouble remembering them. But yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think this is like the biggest scale thing. Unless there was... um. In uh, in the second Dalek uh, special, weren't there Daleks like whizzing around in the, the air? I think you're right. Oh, because they had that beautiful image of like her stepping out of the TARDIS and looking up at the. Yeah, the yeah. But that was right. only like, a I don't know, a couple hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. Daleks. <laughs> Daleks. They just make a lot of noise for two hours on New Year's Day. <laughs> I think it's swept into a vortex. <laughs> Bless. Oh, um, so I, I still really don't like Swarm and Sistine, the, the, the other one. Uh, Azure? Why would you? <laughs> I, I was that far off. Azure? Yeah. Okay, Azure. Um, but what I will say, even though I don't like the characters, close-ups of them, that latex makeup that they're using is like we're really expressive. Mm. That's true. It's very light. Yeah. 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 I just don't I'll give like you that. looking I, at them. No, no, for sure I don't. No, I hate looking at them. And I think that <laughs> I think that they added too much bone structure to their faces. Mm. And I think that's what makes it hard. It turns it muddy because it's just like it's like too much. It's like just use their regular face and put the you know, put the stuff on it, but like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They're tough to look at. It's tough. It's rough. <laughs> it's a rough one. <laughs> and like, you know, they're going to be at it the whole time. Oh yeah. Well, it is called flux. So maybe they'll, maybe they will be like a, there'll be like a twist and they'll be gone in the at the end of the next episode and a new villain will take their place. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That'd be cool. Like, Oh, they're dead. Okay. You know, like like kind of like how Bane. It's us. Was, We're back. Yeah, like kind of like how Bane was the villain of Dark Knight Rises until he wasn't anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe it'll be something like that. I feel like that's not going to happen. Uh. Yeah, and that kind of sucks. I don't know. They just seem like such his characters. You yeah. know, like mm -hmm. Tim. Remember when he brought Tim Shaw back? Yeah. Boy, do I. <laughs> Every tooth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scott, uh, last week you said that your favorite subplot or the most intriguing subplot from Halloween Apocalypse was the uh, the old man, old man mutton chops from the 1800s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he made an appearance. Yeah, I liked that scene, too. That was good. And then he just like disappeared. Yeah. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't Hello? know. Yeah, I don't know what that was about, but I really liked the the scene that he had with Yaz. I think that was really that was a really fun scene, um, and uh, certainly mysterious. I'm wondering if um, he didn't, you know, 
wander around in the ship and he's not going to be the thing that saves Yaz at the beginning of the next episode. If oh. he's going to be just like wandering like, whoa, what's going on in here? And it's like, oh, <laughs> what's all this then? You, you interrupted <laughs> <Yeah>. my snap. <laughs> like a ceiling, Bye, tile. Ayata. a ceiling tile falls on, on Swarm's head. And he's like, yeah. hello, I was trying to find the loo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The part where Dan just like is caught by a centaur and pretends to be looking for the bathroom kills one and then just does the same lie again when more centaurs <laughs> show up yeah <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> oh man <sighs> centaur on a horse yes yes i love that they called it and, out and, too yeah specifically <laughs> called it out i want to ride a horse and he did uh, <laughs> that was really good um, I really liked I really liked the arc of the stupid soldier guy because he started off as a as a doofus had made a hard turn into into not doofus territory became a groveling doofus and then turned again where you're like, oh, shit, is he, like, with the Centaurans? And then, thankfully, like, not. Like, was not with the Centaurans and was just, like, getting revenge. Like, it was good. It was, like, it was like a really good uh, uh, classic Doctor Who, like, one-off, you know, shitty human character. Yes. You know? Like, yes. it was, it was a, like, a perfect example of one of those. It was really good. <laughs> I was into it. A lot of twists and turns. Um, what do they keep calling her? A a doctorette, doctress, doctress. Oh boy, yeah, I liked how little patience she had for that. That was good. I, I whenever moments like that happen, though, like where her, she's like, oh, I, I, I like, I really want to go inside her head because, like, what has this experience been like for her? Right. Of, like, is this the first? But you know, like. She's just been, she's gone through so many, so much identity stuff this era that we haven't really gone into. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually really funny that like we were adamant that like Moffat cannot do have the first female doctor because if he does, it's just going to be like, oh, I have boobs now. Like jokes, (laughs) like nonstop, like just talking about like how different it is being referring off, referring off camera to like historical female characters that she like. Yeah, right. Right. And so, and so like we were so adamant about that. I think not realizing that instead we were going to get the exact opposite where there would be no reference to it whatsoever to the change. Like it was just like, yeah, I was a Scottish guy until like 10 minutes ago. And then like, that's it. And then every once in a while, somebody's like, you're a woman. And he, she's <laughs> like, okay, cool. Whatever, man. You know? And like, that's it. Like that's, that's all that it deals with. And I, I, I'm I'm interested in that too, Nick. Like the the sort of internal, like if there is any kind of inner stuff at all. But even that, like, I want to know. You know, mm-hmm. like I I just want to know like what the process is because like this is the first time in her memory that she's been a woman, right? And so like, what is that like now? You know, and like I don't know. 
It's got to be got to mean something like where, you know, after like 12 incarnations of being a dude that suddenly like people don't respect you for just walking into the room anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and like what that must be like. It's, there's got to be a learning curve to it or something. I don't know. I think that's that's probably part of why it maybe has taken us so long to like warm up to 13's performance for the most part, because I think that like. She's gotten to the point where, like, she knows that she doesn't have anything to prove. And that's, like, informing her actions and her whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the I think the show's, like, reluctance to kind of, like, lean into it a little um, was, like, uh, not great for her character development. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean... It's not like she's pretending to be like any other doctor. It's just that I feel like Chibnall didn't really know what he wanted to do with her yet until like halfway through last season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like any kind of like, oh, I want to tell this kind of story. The doctor's never done this before or been mm-hmm. in this situation, whether mm-hmm. it's like, I have a kid or like, I have a wife or <laughs> I'm a roommate. <laughs> The doctor always has a roommate. No, it is a roommate. Oh, is a roommate. Oh, oh, oh. The logic. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Power of Three. That's funny. I wasn't thinking. (laughs) The power. That's Chibnall, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. Wow. Okay. So he did. (laughs) What if the doctor was been there, done that? (laughs) (laughs) Boring. They played the Wii. (laughs) Never doing that again. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what to make of 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 uh, Vincer, v, V's uh, uh, uh Vinder, the, the guy Vinder, yes, Vinder. Like he's I think had the least to do so far. Like he doesn't seem to be. I, he seems like a good dude, but I think I think if he sticks around for the whole thing, um, we're probably gonna get his stuff in like episode five or something. Um, yeah, because they like hinted it feels, at it a little. It feels to me also like they're trying to set up some kind of. I'm so worried about that. Yeah, thing. for sure. Um, with Yaz, it feels like that's where this is going. There was just like uh, a half a half beat too long where they were like, hey, huh. yeah, like, hey, no, yeah. I don't, I don't need that. We don't need that. <laughs> yeah, you've put it out into the universe. Yeah, I, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um oh there was a part where uh uh where the the girl evil one like destroyed the triangle robots but the show was treating it like it was like look how the the depths of evil these villains are <laughs> capable of not the triangle <laughs> yeah <laughs> um what do we think those those uh the ladies are the the lady the hologram ladies. So it I seems actually, as if their purpose. Oh, please. Oh, oh! I was going to ask if um they were supposed to be like a reference to those like the is it brain of Morbius with the witches oh, on that planet? Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I don't. I'm not sure. Or it might be something new. Um. What were you going to say, Nick? Make- yeah. Is that what the is that the witches that like made him crash and made him regenerate? Is that is that what those were called? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was the same witches, the new yeah. who witches. Okay, yeah. 
because uh, they said in the episode that they, the, whatever they do magic or whatever in a circle and that powers the temple and that what the temple does is channel time mm-hmm. because the triangle robot made it seem to Yaz like time is actually this like dangerous, very difficult to control force that this temple was doing the work. And now that it's being destroyed, uh, time is being let loose and it's doing things like infect the TARDIS and make it all gross and ooky. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. That's as far as I've gotten. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, that's all they've get, given us. <laughs> um, oh, the TARDIS loses its doors. Yeah. That was a that was a good moment of her. It's better than like, it just disappearing again. Yeah, I I like her sort of reaction to the TARDIS being sick because she she really is like acting like a worried mother who doesn't have time for this, you know? Like <laughs> Oh no. She's like, oh no. God, I really wish I had time to figure out what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah, it's good. It's uh yeah, I could do with some more thirteen TARDIS interactions mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Do you yeah. think you know, like oh sorry, I was just um theorizing. Do you think the the doctor as like the timeless child is like in any way related to the the people in the circle on in the temple? Like is she like one oh. of them? Or oh, that would be cool. Is she like outside? I don't know. I don't know. Like she's like an like an offspring of them. Yeah, maybe. Like that's her people. Yeah, yeah. like something they created or something. Like a being. Yeah. She's like a being that they created. Yeah. To like protect time or something. Because if if they have like if they if they're channeling like the time vortex in their right body, like right, it, the doctor can do that, can't she? Or sort of. Right. Yeah. Because isn't that what shoots out of her is time vortex energy when she regenerates? Yeah. 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 Oh, and that would be – that would add to the master's origin that we received in uh, season three, which is just like he stared into the time vortex and couldn't handle it. And it's like, well, that's because you're not – you're just a Gallifreyan. You're not – The Thomas Child. Yeah, whatever the doctor is. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what kind of drove the master crazy in Timeless Children is he couldn't stand that the doctor was actually more important than he was and actually mm-hmm. special. Right. Right. Hmm. That's interesting. I like that. I like all that. <laughs> I think they're definitely connected. Uh, that untold shroudy area of the doctor's history and whatever the hell this temple is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um. So assuming that Yaz doesn't end up with Vinder and become a space cop with him at the end of her Oh, arc. boy. Is, she, is he a cop? I thought he was just like a, a lighthouse keeper. Oh, is that what he was? I don't know. They, he, was get, he was giving off cop energy to me. I don't he know. He had a gun, which was weird. Yeah. I think he is um, like an exiled military officer from some planet. Okay. He's on like shit detail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, assuming that she doesn't, you know, sync up with all of that, and we she goes all the way end to the to the regeneration. 
if she sees 13 regenerate, will we finally get our first companion that travels from one showrunner's era to another showrunner's era? Like, will Yaz become a Russell T. Davies companion? Wow. What? I don't know. That's crazy. Because I kind of hope so. Because if she does, she'll be written so much better from Russell yes. T. Davies. Yes. I would Yeah, I would love an RTD Yaz. That'd be great. Yeah. Right? I would just love to see a, a, a mixing of eras, finally. And Yaz just feels like she could be like the Columbo of companions. Just like... <laughs> capable it just goes forever it always has one more thing yeah (laughs) yeah i I think you just like blue screened my brain i i like i haven't even considered that and like that's really interesting i hope that's true i really want that now (laughs) yeah Yeah. like what What if like russell t like met the actress who plays yaz and it's just like hey don't go anywhere. I want you to stick yeah. around because I want to like, use you. He's like, oh, hell yeah. You're great. <laughs> yeah. He has to be like, I'm, I'm not going to go anywhere. You mean you want me to outlast a doctor? You want me to stay on longer than a well, doctor? Well, because yeah. that's so rich because 13 is like her best friend. And yeah. like, well, I don't know if I want to just say goodbye to Yaz and have her be like, wait, what happened to 13? I don't understand. You and know? she's been there for the whole journey. Of yeah, 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 yeah. So the idea of a companion being on the being from day one with a new doctor, see them regenerate and continue on with the next doctor, that's literally unprecedented. Yeah. <laughs> Cass is just taking us all the all the all this Well, then it would be like um <laughs> take that, Clara. The most important <laughs> companion, my ass. Because I think the closest that has come in in uh, in New Who is Rose. Um, but even then, like that's still in the same like showrunner era. era. So like, right. for sure. Huh. Yeah. I need that. Right. And, <laughs> yeah, and like you know, Clara, like you know, Moffat really just exhausted any all stories for Amy and the, you know, and, and Clara, but it feels like Yaz saw so much gas in the tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I mean, it was one of the things that we talked about in the previous two seasons was just like, man, the other two companions get episodes all the time focused on them. And Yaz never really did. Like she got like yeah. one, right? Yeah. And it was like, there's got to be more to her, you know? So, so to, to go into the, uh, the promo for next week's episode. Yeah. Uh, that has a title. I, I don't like saying, and I don't like seeing <laughs> <laughs> once upon time, once comma upon time. Right. Yes. Is it okay? I thought it was once comma upon a time. No, upon time. So it, okay, because it's a little better. It's meant to make you think of once upon a time, but it's once comma upon time as in the planet. Upon time. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Turns you around. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I think it looks like we see uh, Yaz in cop mode with the light green vest, like in her car, looking at a a beastie in her rear view mirror. Yeah. Mm. And, And I was like, ooh, are we getting like 
that thing that happens when a companion wakes up and she's back in her old life and she gets oh. Does the does the time thing just send her through her own timeline? That's what I'm thinking right now. Where it's like she's like back in her own timeline and then like Doctor like shit is like breaking through to like Yeah, remember, you know? So she's so, like seeing like ghosts in her rearview mirror of like memories that she doesn't remember having. So like turn left, but Yaz instead yeah. of Donna. I'm hoping yeah. it's better than that, but that's not an it. alternate universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I was like, she's Dr. Manhattaning throughout her timeline, maybe. And just, yeah, like... that's true. You could shake it up like that. That'd be cool. Huh. Um, yeah. Or like a silence in the library type adventure where Donna like goes on her thing. Yeah. 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 Hopefully it's not that traumatic, but <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That could be really cool. Um, man. So next week is the halfway point. Yes. Three of six. Three of six. <sighs> technically, <ridiculous. laughs> technically seven because the New Year's Day special is like. Right. Right on the other side of this. So because <laughs> I think I think if this keeps hitting every Sunday, then let's see three on the 14th, four on 21st, five. 20. So this would end December 5th. So then, then like less than one month later, we get the New Year's Day special. So it'll be interesting how connected those two are to each other. Like if the finale of Flux will tee up the New Year's finale at all. Yeah. Or will the New Year's finale be part one of like a three part story that we get over the course of the specials? We'll see. Yeah. Hmm. Or is this just the first six parts of Flux? And it's just going to keep being flux to the end. It's like the clone <laughs> saga. It just takes forever. To- yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, but hey, I'm having in, fun. In general, not a fan of the cliffhanger on this one, though. I don't like cliffhangers like that. Of like, I don't know. There's just something about it that I was like, I, I was like, there had to have been a better way to like do the same thing, but not in this way with like the snap and the. I don't know. It's it was very, very uh, it's very classic who. It is. It is. But I, I feel like that. yeah. Yeah, but I feel like classic who would at least like end with like a zoom in on Yaz's eyes going wide right. or something. And then it's like, different. you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the stuff. There you go. But like how many times <laughs> yeah. has there been like a gun pointed at the doctor and it goes off and then like, <laughs> you know, it's oh, yeah. a misfire. <laughs> Oh, he's got a gun is one of my favorite cliffhangers the show does. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Can we take every Doctor Who cliffhanger that ends with that and just cut to Nick in different scenarios going, he's got a gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like in a new costume that fits each episode. Whatever, whatever era we're in. Yeah. yeah. We just edited him, him, him into every cliffhanger. Oh he's got God. a gun. He's got a gun. <laughs> 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 great let's do it it's nick in a nick in a unit jumpsuit he's got a gun yeah. a clipboard yeah <laughs> weird space your patreon money at work there you go yeah <laughs> uh, um oh but on the flip side i thought this episode had a really cool cold open yes it's a really well structured cold open yeah no that was really good that was really good. I like that. 
Yeah. So anyway, <sighs> really Good great episode. episode this week. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm into it. I'm so excited for next week. And I, I can't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you have recorded, ev- we have recorded evidence of me being like, can't wait for next week, uh, at some point in this era. But, uh, man, I don't think I've ever been as pumped as I am for the next episode because it feels like I've got my show back. Got my Even though there's back. Cybermen. Uh, yes. Even that. though there's Cybermen. Okay. Cause I'm pretty sure there were Cybermen in the trailer. Yeah. They use yeah. the Cybermen pretty well, right? In yeah. in last season. Yeah. Yeah. But you weren't yeah. you didn't like the you didn't like the Mary Shelley thing lead up into the um the finale. No, I didn't like that guy. <laughs> I didn't like that guy. But the I like the Cyberman. other Cybermen. I like the use mm. of the other Cybermen. I don't know. I Remember think. the wood ones? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Why are they wooden Cybermen? Was that a Moffat thing? I don't I don't remember what episode that was from. I distinctly remember. No, I remember Wooden Cybermen, but I don't remember the context of the Wooden Cybermen. I'm going to Google this really quick, listeners. (laughs) Wooden Cybermen. I feel like it's it's newer than I'm thinking that it is. Yeah, Wooden Cybermen. uh, They were. It was. Oh, the time of the Doctor. Oh right. Yeah, it was created by the Cybermen to infiltrate Christmas during the siege of Trenzalore. Ah, bless the right. town called Christmas. That's right. That's right. That weird thing he did for over 300 years. <laughs> well, he didn't want to die. He really didn't want to die. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, um. apparently the voice of the Triangle Robots was a guy who was in the show like way back in the day. Oh. It sounded kind of doll I want to know who. I thought it sounded kind of like canine. Oh. Wow. It did like kind a, of sound like canine. You're right. And like huh. just just browsing through reviews and stuff, apparently there was like a second doctor reference in this that went over my head. Mm. Must have went over mine too, unless I'm just not remembering it. I don't know. Second doctor reference? But, uh, well, in any event. Once upon time coming next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. Join the Discord. There's a link in the show notes and on the website, duelinggenre.com. You can click there and join the Discord and talk to us about uh, the latest episodes. Uh, that's that's the Dueling Genre Discord server, so check that out. And uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash DGP or uh, duelinggenre.com slash support. And um, yeah. We want to do. I want to do this show more often than we do, but it's uh, it's tough with everything else we got going on. So, mm-hmm. become right. a Patreon subscriber would definitely help those uh, those those scheduling issues. Re- help relieve them anyway. Um, so check it out. See if it's worth your time. Yeah, we got uh, three more chapters left. Yeah, no, four more chapters left. Four more chapters left. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Next week we'll have three more chapters left. Got we, it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, stop rushing the halfway point (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway thanks for listening everybody we'll talk to you next week